Hello and welcome back to Where Are All My Friends. This week's episode is with Pat Lukens, or the artist name Myrone. And whenever I do a podcast with an artist, I try to come at it with a unique approach. I don't want to do the same typical artist interview that you find all over. I want it to have some amount of a unique perspective or provide value for the listener. And with that said, I really liked this episode because Pat shared a very honest side of his career. I think that it's important in podcasts for both the host and the guest to open up enough to have a real conversation and not just share the same copy-paste kind of answers. And we talked a lot about his career and some of the places where he went wrong. And he was very open and honest about places that he could have done better. And I think there's an insane amount of value and lessons to be learned when people are self-aware enough to realize that and share that. But with all of that said, he's actually had a very successful career and as a completely independent artist, and I find that very encouraging. And outside of his own personal project, he's had a lot of success as a pop producer working with SZA, and he has a totally separate side, more metal, where he has a project with Chris Adler from Lamb of God. So he has this crazy diverse list of inspirations and projects that he works on in every kind of genre. But again, what stood out to me with this episode was just him keeping it so real as a person and sharing such a relatable story. So I think anybody listening to this will really enjoy it. With that said, let's get right into it. Where are all my friends? Pat Lukens. And Hello. the first thing I need to do is shout out Rod Chong. Yeah. The, Big time the shout out. ultimate connector of good folk. Yeah. Because you and I were at Rod's house and he said it and I legitimately thought he was joking. He was like, oh, you should meet Pat. He's a musician. Like he should be on your podcast. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Whatever. And within three minutes, I'm talking and like, you know, like we're like, oh, what do you do? What this, that, and this. And then you're like, yeah, my project, my own. And I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, Spotify has served me one of your songs. Like I have, a, I have your song saved. Like, holy shit. Hi. Yeah. And it was this really cool moment. And I love it when yeah, stuff like it. that that's happens. Actually, that's actually, I think that's the first time that's ever happened to me. What? Where, somebody, where, somebody, where I've been like, oh yeah, I do this project. It's called My Own. People are like, oh, I've actually heard of it. Really? Yeah, that's like the, the first time that's ever happened. No fucking way. Yeah. Because I think for myself, I'll like, maybe, I don't know if this is weird or not, but I have certain genres or music where like, I don't do deep dives outside of being like, I fuck with this. And I put it in a playlist. So like the oh, my really? own project, I know, right? Okay, okay, I'm the complete opposite. But okay, well, <laughs> keep going. Well, yeah. So check me out. I feel like certain things, yes, I will, but other times, like I'll just like blindly accept something as good, throw it in a playlist, and it's that. And it takes me so long. So like, I think it was Keep It On that I found. Okay. And it was like night drive playlist done yeah. game over this is a vibe like super like synth wave like 80s vibe in so yeah. down add it to the playlist fucking run it tons of times like i know that song but like that was it and then you know like maybe i could see it like coming on in like calm true's radio or something like that like in that similar box and i I'd, I'd known it but i didn't do a deep dive past that so like, oh. I didn't know what you looked like. I didn't, it was just like, oh yeah, this is sick. And I left it right there. And I do that every now and then with certain genres and stuff, which is so strange mm. because maybe that isn't normal. Like for you, like when you well, find an artist I'm, or you like, give me everything. I, I'm like a psycho. And if I hear a song I like, I'm like on the Wikipedia page immediately being like, all right, who was the second, third and fourth engineer? Like uh -huh. who was ordering food at the studio that oh, day? Like wow. I need to know everything about it were you the kid that read album liner notes oh like in i CDs? still do really oh yeah really? every day yeah like because when you start doing that you like you end up learning there's there's all these like weird connections between yeah. all these like great like you'll realize like oh like i like this this and this album oh they're all mixed by the same guy like maybe i should listen to other albums to be this honest, person i'm jealous of that yeah because i think that it does it gives you such an understanding and it like when you really go deep on it you start connecting those pieces yeah and for you as you're like mastering your craft it probably teaches you so much oh the most yeah uh, interesting yeah, yeah interesting and was that since day one like ever since finding music where you just like tell me more um when i started making music like when i started recording it and i was like i don't know what i'm doing mm -hmm. i think that's when the wheel started turning and i and i started like okay all right 
like what's a producer? What do, what do they do? What does the engineer do? And you started looking up like, oh, this person is the producer on this album. And it, kind of, it just kind of goes from there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then a lot of it is also uh, like, you know, I'm a big guitar freak. So I'm always looking up, oh, who played guitar on the song? Oh. And then that, there's like lots of really funny like connections that way. Really? Because yeah. there'll be like studio or session guitarists yeah. that are on. Like I'm a big fan of this guy, Steve Lukather, who was like, he played in that band Toto. Mm. Um, yeah, but he, I think he's played on like 10,000 albums or something. Like anything from like the late 70s to through the 80s through like the 90s. He was like the the rock guy session oh, guy. player. But he wasn't a producer. Like it wasn't, oh, you need to I go to Steve. I, I think you, I think it was, I think he's produced before, but like he's more known as like a session guy. Right. So there's probably tons of songs from the 70s and 80s that I know and it has a certain vibe. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, because yeah, it's like, the same guy. Like he played on Thriller. What? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I know uh, what, they always say that Michael Jackson recorded vocals on Thriller with the seven Bs, right? Mm hmm. And I had this shitty joke because there's like this one other album that's like so far from Michael Jackson. And whenever I hear that, I'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one obscure album. My stupid shitty sense of humor. <laughs> but like, okay, so with that, what? how early on into finding music? Because something else that I think about is a lot of people before the internet, that was your only option for like learning about music was obsessing over the liner notes and oh, reading yeah. and digging and digging. And now I'm like, I so wholeheartedly embrace the day and age we're in where you can learn anything on YouTube. But how far back does you finding music go? Like, was it necessity that you had to read liner notes? Like, could you not just bop on YouTube and be like, let me learn how to do this? I started like recording music seriously around the same time like YouTube got started. Mm. Uh, but before YouTube, like a lot of the information that I would learn would be like through different uh, like internet forums. Mm. Like I remember way back in the day, like I learned a lot of stuff on uh, I, th I think that like the megadeth.com forum no had like a shit. had like a musicians like section and people would like talk about recording stuff there used to be i don't know if it still exists but there used to be this forum called like the ultimate metal forum right and there was like a subsection in there where like people who are like recording like metal type stuff would like you know share like oh like this here's how i did this blah blah, blah. and you would like kind of like lurk those forums and just like learn stuff that way um but now obviously it's like you just go on youtube and right usually you can find out like from the guy that recorded the thing oh here's how i did this yeah 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 it's exactly kind of nice what's well, it's also funny like as you're saying this i'm thinking in real time and it's like a funny small world moment but misha from periphery was also on this podcast yeah and a lot of his story was he too learned on forums and yeah, was yeah. a very very active member on forums. yeah he was big on a uh, sevenstring.org and mm. i remember back in the day he posted uh like there's this thing uh, I don't know how like recording savvy your audience is, but basically there's this guitar amp simulator box called the uh -huh. pod uh -huh. and he uploaded some presets for it because everybody's like, bro, how do you get that tone? Like blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm downloading this. No shit. Yeah. So you're like that. that I Like I remember, I remember I, I wasn't like an active member of the forum and like I was, I'm like a bit younger than he is. So mm. he was like, he was like the guy. Everybody on sevenstring.org was like, oh, this guy is crazy. Like, listen to his sound click page. Like, Got he's it. posting crazy demos. Like, how does he get that sound? And yeah, it was like super cool to be like, kind of just be able to like learn stuff like right. from like another person, like indirectly who was like doing cool things. And you could like, the, yeah. it was kind of like, it felt really like, accessible. Well, the super small world full circle moment is at Rod's house, like all that circle of mutual friends. And you guys hadn't met in person until that night that we met, I believe. Yeah. And me from the outside watching you too, because like, again, yes, I'm in music, but like, I do not know the technicalities of recording. Oh, and neither do I. Instantly <laughs> though, you two talking about like these like certain samples and loops and this is and that's and patches and 
this and plugins. And I was just like, this is so cool. Like as much as it was all over my head, I just loved the like excitement that you both had. Well, it's, so it's funny that all of that connects now. I, I mean, I don't know what it's like for him, but for me, it's, I spent a lot of time in front of the computer, like trying to make stuff that doesn't sound great, like sound amazing. <laughs> so when you meet another person IRL that like also does the same thing, it's like, oh, thank you. Okay, yeah. all right, I've got like this many questions. Yeah. Like, it's just like, yeah, or like know? the frustrations, you're like, dude, do you get stuck on this thing too? Or like mm -hmm. whatever, and it's like, yeah, that camaraderie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, and I also realized that I, I maybe jumped right in a little bit too much, but for a listener who doesn't know who you are and what you do, I too have a little bit of this to learn because I know you okay. from the Myron the Myron project. Yeah. But and I intentionally wanted to leave it right about here because we had a great talk at Rod's house, but I wanted to leave some gaps open. You come from a totally different genre outside of what would we what would you even call Myron? I how how would we classify that project? Um well I always just say soft shred, which is soft shred, let's which fucking is, go. Which is a genre that I made up and has apparently stuck yep but you know it's it's it started out when i started doing it um it was kind of more of like a synth wave type thing yeah but uh the longer it goes on the more the more it's just becoming more of a uh just like a straight up like jazz fusion like mm -hmm. super music nerd mm -hmm. thing but i grew up like all i wanted to do when i was like a teenager is like i just want to be in a metal band ah and then went to uh, music school. Mm -hmm. While I was there, I, I was doing, it's like this music production program. I was like, oh, okay, like, you know, learning about the business. I was like, hmm, being a guitar player in a metal band is not that lucrative. Like maybe <laughs> I should learn some, some other skills. So I ended up like, I was like, all right, kind of as a little challenge to myself. I was like, all right, I'm going to, I'm like a bunch of my classmates like made really awesome like pop tracks and I was like all right I'm gonna see if I can no shit and so no I got shit. into it and I actually found it to be pretty rewarding and so when I graduated college I had like a little pub deal and I was kind of doing like the whole like pop musician uh producer like songwriting hustle no shit I mean, that's actually, there's quite a lot to that of like, by the time you're graduating college, you already have a pub deal in the pop world. Well, I mean, like, it wasn't like the biggest pub deal in the world. Like, well, sure. But like, but it was, it was something. Yeah. That and like, you've clearly like, you put the songs out, you did the thing well enough where somebody saw it and yeah. all of that. Um, what, like around what year is this all happening? Uh, I graduated 2012. Okay. So yeah. like, I always like to, to get the year because it helps me visualize like where the internet was at that time mm -hmm. and like what kind of music was popular at that time. I think like those early tens was a really special time. Oh, the best. Yeah. 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 And I hope that that's not just like us getting older and, and I, I well, it's probably a little bit of both, it, but yeah. it was, it was a super fun time in that. I don't know. I don't know how other people felt, but to me, it felt like anything was possible because there's this really nice like butter zone of you could like the algorithms weren't like so like dialed in yet where like it truly yeah. random stuff would like, you know, blow up and get huge. Yeah. And it's seen everything's now kind of seems like the major industry players like have a little bit more control than they used to yeah. i don't know if that's true or not it's just like my like yeah tinfoil hat yeah. coming out yeah, yeah. but uh it like it'd be wild to like watch um people like you know post stuff on soundcloud and then they blow up and have crazy careers yeah yeah and i mean i guess we'll always see parallels of that I, that's like a, a thought that i have is like that's always there yeah it's just Right now, it's TikTok yeah. in this current time. Yeah. That won't be the case forever. Yeah. And there will be a new thing and people mm -hmm. will be early and figure it out. But yes, I think that uh, you and a lot of my other friends and a lot of people that I know that have had success in music did find a real sweet spot in those early 10s of being ahead of certain algorithms or like being yeah. able to like really use that to the advantage. Yeah. So that was that kind of how you got your pop stuff popping? Uh, pop stuff popping <laughs> kinda yeah um right around when i was like getting signed someone played me like some k-pop videos in like 2010 oh shit. and i was like this is gonna be huge really? and like nobody 
at the time everybody was like oh haha like like kind of crazy like i was like no you don't understand like like it's gonna be big and now of course it's huge i mean yeah 10 years later though. yeah when i heard it i was like wow these tracks are really cool like mm -hmm. i'm gonna try to make stuff like this and so i ended up getting like a couple songs placed in japan and korea um and then like what was it early 2013 mm. um i made a beat with my friend and the next day he had a session with this artist named sizza that i had never heard of before and so we made this beat and then the next day he calls me and he was like yo uh i just had a session with that sizza girl and she just like freestyled over that beat that we made um and she wants to post it to soundcloud tomorrow are you cool with that and it's like this is a beat that we we like made it in like 20 minutes or something yeah just like something yeah. we we're like oh Some you know throw away having fun with um, your friends which is always how it happens a, right um and she posts it and it's like on pitchfork and all this crazy no stuff shit. Yeah, yeah yeah and i was like whoa this is crazy okay um and then the next time i saw her i saw her at the studio that i used to work at and she was like super stressed she was like oh my ep comes out tomorrow like and i need like a couple more songs done and i was like oh, okay and then i like left and i came back and she was still there and i was like well like you, do you still need help or whatever and she was like yeah like can you like engineer like i got this one beat can you like engineer it so i was like okay you had cool and then i had a, a, a another beat like lying around that she freestyled over and i stayed up all night mixing them and sent it to her and I fell asleep. And then the next day it was like, this is new EP is out, blah, blah, blah. Here's the track list. And like, like, yeah, actually like no shit, like the day before. Yeah. And it gets added to the EP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was crazy. What? But like, I mean, yeah, I knew when I was recording her, I was like, she's like next level. Like really? nothing you is going to stop her. Oh yeah. Like the, just the way she worked. I was like, yep. She's great. Yeah, like she's like, like, dude, I had no idea about this. With yeah, you. and what what EP is that? I think it was called S. It's okay. like not on any of the the streaming sites. I think it's okay. Just got on it. So these are early days. Yeah, yeah, yeah early, yeah. early, early. Okay. Early. Oh. oh, and hence why like it could just get uploaded the next day. Like it wasn't going through like yeah, every this was, fucking this, distribution yeah, channel. I don't even think like. <sighs> I don't even think like Spotify was like that much of a thing. Yet. Yeah. If it, it was still like, I mean, like it was early, there. people were, weren't like paying attention to it. Like they Correct. were, this is like Correct. pre like playlists and all that stuff. Yeah. Like this would be the days of like hype them and stuff like that. Like internet blogs and shit. Yeah. Like that, it was like, fork. I remember she was like, oh, like I have a premiere in Village Voice tomorrow and I need to get this done. Got and it. Like uploaded to SoundCloud. Got it. Yeah. 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 So sound, yeah. Sound, that is a magical time where SoundCloud. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. I get it. So, your songs are on the EP. Yeah, and that was like awesome for a while because it's like, oh, by virtue of just being in the right place at the right time, now my name is like attached to like one of the like rising stars of yeah. the pop industry. And so like I was basically able, like very fortunately, like to just kind of like bank on that and get into all these like sessions. That's exactly what I was going to ask. Yeah, Did yeah, that yeah. open up like mad doors? Yeah, like for a while. Like it was one of those things like while I was doing, I was like, this is great, but like the you know like the the weirdo like instrumental guitarist inside of me was like slowly dying and that's kind of like where my own happened i was like my favorite thing in the entire world is just playing guitar right and i was like all right like i need to do a project where i like tap into that like yeah that like teenager like i just want to just fucking great shred you know and like yeah um wow so that's when my own stuff started happening. It's legitimately a passion project. Like, yeah. That was like purely an outlet for you to just be like, I need to do this. Yeah. It's one of those things that's like totally irrational. You're like, I like, I know I can make this type of song. I don't know like what this is, but I'll just keep doing this and then wow. something will eventually happen. Yeah. But what an interesting, maybe it wasn't like a crossroads where you had to like fork and hard choose one or the other, but like, God damn, to be producing pop and associated to SZA at that time, like... Well, I mean, I just got lucky. Like, she she is, like, a phenom. Like, I've mm -hmm. never worked with anybody like her. Yeah. Like, it could have been anybody else that was right. there on that day with tracks. Like, <laughs> it, I, yeah. I, I don't really consider myself, like, a foundational part to her success because, like, that's all her. Sure. Like, she's, you... like, a true artist and she's, like, 
incredible. You ha- like I got literally were in the right place. Super lucky. Like, yeah. <laughs> let me be super clear but, about that. Like, yes, for sure, we acknowledge that. But ho- like, however, you clearly understood production and had been putting your time in and could hang and give her tracks that were up to par for her, and that opens doors. Like. I just, I could imagine that there is a world where you really could have gone all in on that and just been the pop guy forever. Yeah. And maybe you still are. I don't know. I'm learning. I'm but... trying to get back in a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I see. So you did kind of step away as you went all in on my own for a minute there? Well, I mean, the past couple of years have been just so crazy. Like, I've never like fully stepped away from doing pop. Like all, like all, there's always like a ratio of it built into like whatever I'm doing at any given moment. Mm-hmm. Um, in the last two years, it's it hasn't been a lot at all. Mm. Uh, but I think the last moment where I like really went super hard for it was like maybe like 2018, 2019. I did like, and, a, like a lot. Really? Yeah. Would it be stuff that I know? No, never. Really? none of it ever came out. One of the big bummer moments for like a lot of like the pop session stuff is like, it's just like the amount of work that I would put in for stuff that like would never come out was always like disappointing me. And that's just normal for pop music. And it's yeah. something that everybody who's like successful in that industry, it's like, yeah, you kind of just have to get over that. Dude, it's but I but like it would drive me crazy. So I was like, I'm gonna do a project where I control everything and I can just yes. release as much yes. as I want. It's actually fucking crazy you're saying that because a very dear friend of mine, she writes in so many pop sessions mm-hmm. and she's had a couple placements where it's like, yo fuck that's like a very top artist yeah yet i get that same feeling from her of like yeah but it's a little bit heartless because you spent all this time and you put so much into it and maybe you get the placement and maybe it gets the focus but ultimately it's like it's that artist's project and you're always behind the scenes and it's always however they feel like rolling it out and it's like you don't have a lot of control yeah and it's a lot of hoping and a lot of sessions that go nowhere so actually, as you're saying that, I'm like, I totally get why you would want to just do the yeah. thing. And what about metal? Because metal oh, is a huge, is this happening I'm at the same you time? <laughs> I'm glad Funny you, you ask. So uh, through my own, I've had this wonderful full circle moment where I'm in a metal band again. No and shit. And it's because uh, one day in 2019, mm. I was checking my emails and I know... If you've ever sold music on Bandcamp, every time you get a sale, yeah. Bandcamp is is awesome for this, by the way. Every time you sell something, it shows you what email address bought it. And mm-hmm. if they buy something, they get automatically added to an email list. So like when oh, you cool. put new stuff out, you can email blast people. It's like Smart. super sick. Love Bandcamp. Shout out Bandcamp. Yeah, big shout out. One day I noticed the guy from Lamb of God just... Uh-huh bought my album that's <laughs> kind of crazy like what uh, I, who is it him is it not yeah. him? is it some dude that like, so i emailed yeah. that address back and i'm like hey like thanks so much like i am like a big lamb of god fan like y'all are sick yeah uh, i mean they're fucking iconic yeah they're, yeah they're legends yeah so i just you know kind of replied and didn't really expect anything back and then like he replied immediately and he was like oh I've been a fan for years, like blah, 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 which was, I'm like, okay, what is going on? I'm talking to who here? What's going on? So I'm like, I'm, so I'm, I'm having an email conversation with this person and he's talking about like, oh yeah, like, um, like I'm listening to your stuff. Like we should do a project, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is sick. And then meanwhile, I'm texting everybody I know who's like remotely associated with metal industry. Be like, Hey, is this, is this? his Real? actual email like am i getting catfished and people were like no that's i think that's him and then i finally uh like talked with him on the phone i was like okay it's actually him uh and we've just been working on music remotely for the past almost three years now just like the postal service of metal music this is the postal service of metal metal like literally can go it's me <laughs> Tim, yeah, uh, it's this bass player James Lomenzo who was in White Lion. He's in Megadeth right now. Um, he played with Zach Wilde for a long time, and then the vocalist is this guy Chris found in India. His name's Girish Pradhan. Stop, and it. he's like every single awesome metal vocalist that you can think of. Dio, 
Halford, Bruce Dickinson. He's like all of those guys in their prime rolled up into one human being like he's the best. Like if you gave me a computer and yeah. told me to build my perfect metal singer, like Girish would come That's out. It. He's the best. And then the cherry on top of this is that everybody in the band is like the nicest, mm. sweetest person ever. It's I've great. Actually, I feel like I've noticed that as a genre in specific metal for some reason it's like it's got this very tough exterior shell and it's god so heavy and intimidating and then you talk to the people and everyone involved and they're like hey dude how's it going they're like, all dorks yeah like exactly like that, we, music all, they, we all grew up like you know weird like 14 year old kids who were just like into this intense yeah, music like, that nobody else already yeah i love it's just like it's such a funny like counterintuitive assumption of like what the people so i love that i love hearing that. yeah no it's great the whole project has been a dream. I mean, minus the whole like pandemic thing and not being able to see each other. It's been like a super rewarding process because it's like, all right, I'm working with these guys, like two two of whom are like have, you know, like years and years and years of experience on me. And I, I just like learn so much from them, mm. like by, you know, doing the creative process with them. Mm. And then it, like a, the music is like some like my favorite that i've ever done what's the project it's called firstborn firstborn uh like first and then like jason oh born b-o-r-n-e wait does jason born have a u or no in my head as i spelled it i spelled it with a u okay so there's no there's no u it's b-o it's the past participle of to bear okay b-o-r-n-e yeah okay cool yeah it's fun I mean, okay, yes, you're right. Like the pandemic sucks for that. But if you're doing it all online anyway, that's kind of part of the charm that you can do it separately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as things chill out, like, is there a world where y'all tour? Oh, I'm like trying to, this is like the only thing I want to happen. Okay, okay. Like, I, my life's goal is to just get these three other people in the same room with me. And just, and just make noise. shred. Oh, yeah. so not even necessarily tour, but just oh, like. Uh, step one is getting in the rehearsal like room. Session and like together. And like, and playing this stuff. Yeah. But, uh, oh, but I, if I like got to do like one show with these guys, like I would, like, I would be like, I've made it. Like I did it. Wow. Like life goal accomplished, Done. you know? Okay, because the next question that I had for you was kind of a deep one, you kind of said it is like you've clearly now had success and experience in a couple different lanes and genres of music in your current life and career as a musician do you feel fulfilled that's a really interesting question i like there's part of me that's that there's like the selfish part of me that always wants more and i'm like no like i like i have so many like more like projects and all this stuff to do like but if i'm like truly honest about like you know my life and like the things that i have managed to accomplish um thus far like if I like listen to my paper i'm like whoa okay like yeah not a bad job like that's yeah. sick like yeah. good like Great, like super happy, but you know, we're always there's all you know. I'm always chasing the the yeah. you know the the next goal or whatever it is. I think that's human nature that never yeah. goes away. But I just like as I'm hearing your story and connecting a lot of these pieces pieces literally in real time, I like that's the feeling I get is like, damn, you didn't just settle at a specific genre and like your creative journey. Like you really have been able to be like, cool, my own checks soft shred, inventage genre, why not? Pop producer, fuck around and do shit with SZA, why not? And then like metal project, firstborn, do shit with all your favorite metal, you know, musicians. To me that from the outside looking in, that's pretty sick that you've well, been thanks. able to check those I boxes. think it's pretty sick too, yeah. And I mean, of course, there's always going to be more. Yeah. Another piece of this entire saga of a career that you have is something that I find very fascinating that's becoming more and more viable all the time. But Myron is an unsigned project, correct? Oh, yeah. It's okay. Just, it, like, I, it's just me. It's literally just you. Yeah. Like, 
You are the one planning the album artwork. You're finding the people. You're writing and producing all of it. You're uploading it. Like it is a fucking one man show. Yeah. Yeah. So a little stressful, but it's fun. I mean, I can imagine, but that's, I look at this as a very positive thing. And I I think that there's either going to be people listening to this podcast that are in a similar position and they're like, fuck yeah. Or there's people, and I hope that this discussion encourages people to be like, yo, you you can literally do this and you don't need the validation or getting signed by anyone else. Because with now where my own is at, that is like steady checks. Like that's like legitimately like helping you pay bills and like, oh yeah. That's fucking sick. Yeah, no, it's very sick. I w- like, you know, wish the number could be bigger. Of course. So I could pay bigger bills. But sure. But, but like, like the fact that like it kind of comes in steadily and like for now. Right. I know. <laughs> I, and it's scary. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah. It's definitely like a huge blessing. It's like if, if if everything else goes to shit. Yeah. At least I have that to like build off of, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So and things have, to be honest, like things have gone to shit like a couple of times, and it's been like super stressful, and, and I've survived. Like I'm here, yeah. So, like, what are those moments of going to shit? Oh, uh, well, number one was one of the earliest projects that like I tried to do with my own was this video game soundtrack. Found these guys like. This was like maybe 2014. I was on Tumblr and I kept seeing these, these gifs of, uh, they were 3D, but there was like pixel art cars kind of okay. like doing drifts. Sure. And I was like, this is so sick. Like yeah. I need to figure out who makes this and yeah. be like, and it would be like, oh, from upcoming game drift stage or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is sick. I, I wonder who's doing the music or whatever. And I reached out and they were like, oh, like we've only been making the game like uh, for a week. Like, yeah, I wow. guess you can do the Crazy music. timing. Yeah, I, again, yeah. right place at the right, right time. Like a couple weeks later, they put like a like a demo of it, like a really basic like gameplay footage set to one of my songs on YouTube, and like it went crazy. It was on all like video game blogs, all this crazy stuff. Yeah. Um, they did a Kickstarter. It was successful. Um, and things were like awesome for a while. Like we were like able to go to e3 and like do all this do all oh the crazy like God, do no all the joke. crazy like yeah. fun stuff but the two guys making it could just, just never could get it together basically and like i don't want to go into details but like totally. it got like bad and gnarly and like it ended up not being a thing and ended up they never they never made it Fuck. which sucks because like if they made it, it would have been like a home run and that for you because i actually don't know that world if you as the artist and the composer of that soundtrack, like if that landed and got signed to like an EA or something yeah, like yeah. that, like you're that would have been like, I've been like, right? great. Like yeah. I, now I'm like, I'm Mr. Video game composer guy. Right. I still, you know, I still do video game stuff. But like, that was a moment where it was like a very like, here we go. Damn it. Like, yeah, I was like, well, well, this didn't work out. But then I was like, but I'm fine though. Like, wow. you know? Yeah. Wow. Uh, like, you know, there's definitely like an alternate universe or like a different life path where everything worked out. And mm-hmm. like, I'm like, like more in the video game industry, but like it didn't work out, but like, I'm fine. Were there other moments? Like that's a pretty big one, but. Uh, oh yeah. Um, in 2018, I had like the one, like the craziest, most wonderful opportunity to go to Korea and work at um how familiar are you with like k-pop industry pretty low okay but i am very well aware of the crazy success that it has yeah had a couple guests on the pod that also are all in i respect it but i won't know names yeah so i went in 2018 to uh sm there's like a couple big labels over there and sm is like one of the biggest they do um girls generation red velvet uh, I got huge, nothing, huge, but I huge, trust they're, you. You painted huge. the picture well. So, like, I'm there at the building. They do they do these writing camps where you go and like the producers and the writers, and it's like a week long, and it's like one day you have a session with like these writers, and the next day you have a session with different writers. So I go and I do like three songs, and like I think they're the, like the best things that I ever done. I'm like these are getting cut. Like I'm like. I'm doing it like I'm I'm the king of the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, I fucking get it. You're you're across the fucking world. Um, yeah. None of them ever came out. Like they never cut them. Uh, one of the songs that uh, my friend wrote 
while they're there uh, is like Red Velvet's like biggest song ever. And I remember them playing it in the listening party. And I was like, that song's a huge hit. You knew. I was like, yeah. Oh was, my I was God. like, oh man, that's a banger. Holy shit. And again, that's a moment where like. Yeah, I was like, well, it would be, it would have been sick. Like how yeah. I got that. But yeah. like, it was still like cool experience to go like to the other side of planet and like work with people like over there doing some stuff like yeah had i gotten a song cut i'd probably be doing more but you know right i'm i'm fine like (laughs) like i mean i just love that you share stuff like that and i think that like those failures are maybe not even failure but like almost whatever well it's like they're all learning opportunities like i look back on it i'm like well i probably like could have done this better like i probably like maintained my like my email relationship with like a couple more people, but like, you know, yeah, here you are. You're still doing your thing. I'm still here. Yeah. And you, you're doing quite a lot of cool things. Cause that's another question that I kind of like jump to is like, actually now as I'm hearing it, you've had quite a few moments like between SZA and like the video game project in K-pop where like in the moment, yeah, you probably felt like, holy fuck, I'm on top of the world. Like, yeah. I fucking did it. Yeah. Is there a lesson in that that you look oh, at yeah. now? Yeah. Uh, something that always sticks out to me in my mind is, um, so right before the pandemic happened, mm. my day job was, uh, I was the guitar player for an LA production of this musical called Rock of Ages. I'm not sure okay. if you're familiar. It's uh, like again, a, I've heard the name. So, so for the people listening at home, <laughs> it is a 80s jukebox musical about two star-crossed lovers on, some, on the Sunset Strip. All of the songs are like hair metal songs. Yeah, so like sure. Poison, Twisted Sister, like all that stuff. Yeah, like very like sunset, whiskey a go-go vibes. Exactly, yeah. super fun. One of the things that I had to do as the guitar player is I had to walk out to the center of the stage at the top of the show, the start of the show. I play the solo and I get the crowd all pumped up or whatever. When we're blocking it and we're rehearsing it, I, you know, my mind, I was like, oh man, I got this. Like I've been on stage so many times, like I can do this. And, you know, I walked out and did my thing and the the uh, the assistant director kind of pulled me aside, and he was like, he was like, yeah, you're doing pretty good, but like, uh, you know, like, act like you've like been here before. Like, he didn't put it exactly sure, like no, that, I, but he yeah, was like, yeah. he was like, kind of like settle into settle into it a little bit more, like, like make make your energy like a little bit more grounded. And I was like, here I was, I was like, you know, like I'm perfect for this part, like, like I like I've got this, like this is slam dunk. And like there was, it's like, so now whenever I think like I'm in this situation where I'm like, I'm on the top of the world, like I'm nailing it. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's the ego Whoa. talking. Like you, there, there might be still something to learn in this moment, even if you think that you've done everything 100% right. There's always room for improvement. There might be an adjustment that you can make to be even better. Yeah. And so a lot of, a lot of that is kind of just being cognizant of, you know, like when you, when your ego takes over and you're like, ah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like to like reel it back a little bit. Yeah. So, cause you might not be considering all your options or like there's, there's could be like a better and more easier way of doing like, cause basically in that moment he was trying to teach you, it's like, you're expending all this energy, like going out there and like doing all these crazy moments. And if you just like kind of like ground your body and like lean back a little bit, you actually look way more confident and like more like a badass, which is like what you're trying to do anyways. Right. It's like you're expending less energy to like yeah, look like, cooler. Yeah, like know? in the simplest form, like less is more and like yeah. the confidence of just fucking owning it and just, you don't have to do the most. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because to take, a, because I'm fucking so fascinated by that and I, I just genuinely am interested, I wonder like to take that a step further, like, because we all have those moments in life. But how do you, how do you like, maybe the golden question, how do you recognize that you're doing that in that moment? That's tough. I right? Mean, right? Because we can did. talk about it right now, but it's, it's almost like you always need that hindsight to be like, fuck, I was doing it again. Yeah. That's, uh, it's so hard. I mean, I think being aware of it and catching yeah. it is well, huge. Yeah. But like, oh, That's God. why the people that, that are successful at that, like. That's why there's not that many of them because it's right. really hard. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fuck. What a valuable lesson, though. That's so cool. And that's so cool that you have the humility. I think that's the right word to like acknowledge that and to 
to see that. Um, but again, the, all of this stemmed from being like, you're still here. And even yeah. with all of that, like you actually have this pretty fucking dope career where you've been able to do all these things and make your own project. And I think maybe something else that I hear in that is like, there's all these opportunities and all these things you can chase, but like really a steady constant that you've had in your whole everything is your passion project that you can yeah. completely control. Yeah. So like you can look at all these opportunities and be like, I want to do K-pop and video games and this and that and this and hope for the best. Or like you can also just stay in your lane and like do the thing you yeah. fucking love and do it really well and like you're still going to be good. Yeah. That's cool too. Yeah. So where, with where you're at now and everything you're doing, what do you look to the future for? Like what are certain things that like goals or things that you look forward to? Um, I mean, more shows. Yeah. Like I want to turn all the projects that I'm doing, whether it's my own or firstborn, like I just want to get those projects like on stage in like a cool way. Yeah. Which is that's out of all the things that I've done, like in music, weirdly, like that's kind of the thing that I have like the least experience with. Whoa. Like, cause you know, I had, like I had that, the, you know, I had a, a gig where I was playing live regularly with yep. the musical. Yep. But I've never had a project like go on tour or do anything like that. Yeah. Like I've always been like a studio guy or like a songwriter guy oh. or a producer guy. It's always been like as soon as I could figure out that you could make songs with like a computer, I was like, oh, I'm that and guy. What's so funny is like I'm not a musician, but my start to music, the reason that I'm here, anything is literally touring. Like, it, oh, like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was me when I was 18 years old and my friends were like, oh, you're good at talking to people. You want to come sell merch? And I was oh, like, sure. Nice. And then it was like, oh, like you're good with numbers. Like you want to be a TM? And I was like, sure. Yeah, you worked, out. So you did it that way. You worked yeah. your way up the ranks. I, right. had, I had roommates in college that would like, uh, um, during the summer, they would go like sell merch for yeah. bands on tour. And so like, I would kind of go out and like hang out a little bit and kind of right. like, kind of just see the world yeah but i remember like back in the day like i i would go see these bands and then backstage everybody in the band hunched over a laptop trying to learn how to like record music and i was like well i already do that like Dude. <laughs> holy shit because it's like yeah like here i am like you're the, like you're so qualified like you need to be on tour like you did it you did all the hard part so like fuck that's cool and you said something to me where it's also like it's more than even just playing like for especially for my own being that like the one man show like you have the whole chance to build a production and a visual element yeah to, to bring it to life no as well. i think it could be like really cool yeah it like, could goddamn when i make the music at least for my own i'm like yeah this part's sick like i bet it would be really cool to play this and like have a bunch of flame shoot out yeah you, like know? you see so, it like, as you're I, writing I, it. I i like do little things like that when i'm writing just to, to like make it fun yeah like i could just think about oh, okay well it's a b flat and like, <laughs> be like all right like what like i'm at this part of the song like if i'm playing this live like what do i want to happen yeah so i should make it sound like that yeah so when i pitch the the project to a booking agent or something in the future it's like you see, like, yeah, this and then lasers. Will yeah, fire off. Crazy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, that's that's also like really cool as an entertainer. Like, I, I forget who I think it was. Uh, maybe it was Yvonne. She's a manager that I had on the podcast. But she said like this one thing. And I was like, you just dropped a bomb on me where it was like the difference between being an artist and an entertainer. Ooh. And like, I was like, oh, shit, because there's nothing wrong with either. You can be an artist and you can write your project and yeah. release it and very much. But then there's the view of being an entertainer yeah. where you're like, I am intentionally writing this and I want to evoke an emotion and give people yeah. an experience and entertain people. That makes a lot of sense because when you when you ask me like, oh, like, well, what do you want to do? I feel like I need to like work on my entertainment muscle. Wow. Like, I feel like my artist muscle is like pretty developed, at least right. for like the weird stuff I do. And I would say you have a resume to back that. Yeah. Point. Like, yeah. But like. I would I would like to become like a better entertainer. Yeah. But just be like and I got like a little bit of an education of it like just doing this Broadway show. Uh like it really was very humbling in a lot of respects cuz cuz before that I had never done like a 2 hour set. Fuck, ever. that's a long time, dude. That's like past headliner set. Like yeah, that's it was if you long, have the chops for that, you're and good. And like there's all the stuff I had to learn like 
like just the way a musical works and like all this stuff. I was like, oh, like I feel like I'm working on a muscle that like I've I've never really like worked on before. Yeah. So now I like I guess like if I had my my wish, it's like all right, I want to develop that muscle for my own projects. You know, you have to. Yeah. Like, no, oh I have my to. god. Yeah, that's so exciting, and that's so cool. Like actually, like in real time, as I think about this, I'm like, dude, like as touring is coming back more mm -hmm. and more and as you are like furthering to continue your success and establish yourself like i'm so fucking excited to see you bring this to yeah. life and tour yeah because i know that's an if not a when oh well, or, wait, wait wait that's wait, great wait, that when, at least not one person if. thinks i said that, it backwards oh. with such confidence <laughs> we're great the project it's, 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 it's doomed if, it's jinxed it's great <laughs> when wonderful this, is, this, this that's really that'll be a really good thing to rattle yeah, around yeah, yeah, in my yeah. neurotic brain <laughs> <laughs> yes it, it is a fucking win i hope yeah i i like i need to do it yeah. um i just like my entertainment business is not as good as my artist business mm. it's like you know like as a producer it's like i know like when i make a song like all right i'm gonna email it to like these yeah, people just, who are know. gonna like have a use for it in this way yeah i'm like okay like i have all this music and like i have like a profile and like i have all my like stats that i can like show to people like but now i'm like well what do i do like do i by email a booking agent like i don't right. know because wow. I, I just i just don't have that experience and i'm excited to learn and figure yeah. it out um you know what's funny is like i i very much as a host of the podcast like i don't like to interject too much and make it about myself or whatever i, I really like to give the stage to the guest However, in this moment, like just as far as a discussion, one of the most filling things I ever did in my career was help a bunch of my friends who were making like underground SoundCloud, hip hop, whatever, go on tour because I came from touring world and it was a very similar conversation where they had great music. They were so good at what they were doing. And it was like, yo, we want to go on tour so bad. And I was like, well, then like, like let's go. And like, what? And for me, like I... I encourage everybody to do this. And, and yes, it really does help to have a booking agent. But if you're willing to put up the expense of like renting a van and putting together your own production and taking door deals at venues, like anyone can go on tour. Hmm. Like it's fucking easy. Like you don't need permission. Okay. And we cobbled together this fucking tour, dude. Like it was me TMing it and everybody getting in one van and a backdrop and a projector and a laptop wow and it was fucking magic and people showed up that's awesome so like i, I again it gives me like, hope I'm like, yeah okay. like bro like you you can like you need to go on tour yeah like, i know it, i know this has to happen yeah yeah so yeah man i i don't know where that goes outside of that but like uh, that, what a cool thing to like hear you explain because i it, I think the project will just go crazier and I can only imagine that it'll spark that much more in you once you get on the road and maybe you don't get pyro and fire right out the yeah, gate. Oh, but yeah, like yeah. once you start building it, like, well, holy crap. Like, I mean, every band that I've ever been in, like playing live has always been so like valuable because, you know, you write the music and when you're making the music, it's kind of like painting. You're yeah. just like, all right, well, this part of the song sounds better here. And you kind of just like, yeah do that and then when you play it live you're like this part doesn't go off the, the yeah. way i thought i yeah. did when I made yeah it. you need to like so, pilot it so and then you make new stuff and you're like okay like yeah. it's like it's like field data or something totally yeah. totally and another thing is like i really do think like i love and support both lanes and i think it's so sick that like you've literally proven it that you can be an artist and write music and upload it and have a successful career and no one has to go on tour but I do find it incredibly interesting that there are a lot of artists in a similar position that had success uploading music and haven't had the chance to tour yet and really have that desire. I think a lot of the yeah. solo artists, like, again, call it like alternative hip hop, whatever. Like, there's a lot of like single artist projects that are doing really well right now. Mm -hmm. A lot of these people wanted to be in bands, couldn't find the dedicated members, did it themselves have had success on the internet and want to go on tour. And I like, I think that it's going to, I can't wait to watch that happen. Yeah. And we're about to be in that. Yeah. yeah. No, it's exciting times 
hopefully are yeah are coming up yeah one last piece of your story i mean i'm sure there's more than one last piece but something i realized that we didn't touch on that i think maybe certain people will really appreciate about you and a thing that we had in common was you actually kind of have a love for cars and drifting in particular and i've watched you do something with the my own project where you really kind of play into that like your art will be like 240s and like drifting and you're a part of that drifting community and you've been on drifting podcasts and you really lean into that oh well i mean they're the best i think that's so cool i i think because drift stage the game the the vaporware game that Mm -hmm. never came out Mm -hmm. i think because it was drifting like actual drifters like somehow found out about it and they started really liking the music and uh in particular there's this one group of guys called animal style Mm -hmm. um they reached out to me and like were just like nice and passionate about the music after i so the last my own album that came out was in 2019 and after i put that out i was like um i'm done i didn't realize it was that long because you're putting singles out yeah well uh well like 2019 is also when i i met chris so I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like I'm burnt out on this. Here's a new project to kind of like dive head first into. Mm. Um, but like, I didn't really tell anybody, but I was like, man, like, I don't know if I can do another my own album. Like, like I, like I don't know what to do. Mm. And then I met these guys and they were like, they like just love the music so much. And they would like, you know, put my music to their drifting clips. And I was like, all right, this is awesome. Like yeah. this is getting me excited to like make this type of music again. Um, and then they had like an event at Apple Valley, which is um, yeah, it's like a local like, Southern California yeah, like grassroots. Type. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they took me out, and they you know got me all car sick, spinning me around the track, and I was like, okay, <laughs> like if I can just make music for these guys, like yeah. th- that that'll be good enough for me. Yeah. Um, and you know, fast forward a uh, like a couple months, and now I've, I have another album done, and I'm like starting to roll it out. And oh wow, yeah. Because I think you put out a single called Soft Trid, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah a week ago. Pretty recent, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, is that a part of the new album? Yeah, it's the oh. first single off the new album, Soft Trid Universe. Oh, you wow. heard it here first. Let's go. Wow. So it kind of brought the spark back. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. I've always kind of just been in the cars. Like mm-hmm. my dad had a cool car growing up. I played a lot of Gran Turismo growing up. Yo, and, I, and so yeah. there's always, and like, you know, the Gran Turismo soundtrack is awesome. Yep. And there's just always been like uh, racing games and have always just kind of been like a part of my life. Uh-huh. And, you know, I found out a lot about a, a bunch of different cool music through different racing games. So I have four brothers and one little sister. Mm. So, you know, like getting to play your music in the house like on speakers when there's that there's many a lot of people. competition yeah, for these speakers you can't really do it all that time often. yeah but, like as soon as i got a car it's like that's where i would listen to music so i kind of uh. always kind of just gravitated towards music that you can drive to mm. and so when i started making uh my own stuff people would always be like oh like yeah like it's always on my driving playlist blah 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 and literally I, so I, me so i'm like all right i'll just like lean into that you yeah know? if that's yeah. who's listening to it just like make that's very just, self-aware and just cool like way. yeah 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 damn so then that album like was that a big inspiration of like you imagining like this as like driving music as you're making it oh yeah yeah i mean the, the, so, yeah. the next the next single is a total homage to like all the drifting people amazing and, like just like i made it for them i was like here's the song please use it in all of your amazing. you know like your instagram drift videos yeah yeah but i wouldn't be surprised if like by doing that and being so self-aware of it, you end up having another viral moment of like TikTok finding it and like it being like a moment there and YouTube and like I hope so. Please. Yeah. Please TikTok my music. But it's super it's more helpful than you think. <laughs> Watch this be the where all my friends TikTok clip of us just being like, please use it. Please. TikTok this. This is the this. new TikTok viral sound. <laughs> but I like that you actually didn't do it because I think the negative side of that is doing it to be so contrived of like making it only to be tiktok tiktok youtube do it oh every time i do that it ends up being i like that's so funny because like like i do that on purpose like all the time like when i'm making the songs i'm like it's so sad but like when i make stuff i'll like look at sections of the song and be like did anything happen in six seconds Mm. and if the answer is no i'll be like start 
Yeah, I do think like that. I, it's probably not healthy. Well, actually, I, though, I try to turn it on and off. You I know? could say like I, I'm always studying the art and craft of podcasting. And a lot of the pros are like, you're not doing anyone a favor by not editing. Being like, we have a raw show. Like yeah. time is so valuable. And keeping someone's yeah. interest is like, you're not doing anyone a favor by just being like self-indulgent of like, I think this is cool. Well, so it's I think like being aware of that and editing it down to the interesting parts. Like, I think that, that like, yeah, you could do that in a way where you're literally just trying to make something for success. But there's also a way of just being like, well, people aren't going to find this interesting. Well, as as Shakespeare once said, brevity is the soul of wit. Fuck, Which dude. I've never had to waste my time <laughs> yeah. as, a, as a viewer, you know? Yeah. No, that's cool. I, I think that you have the, the understanding of that as an artist in a good way, where like you are editing down, but like not being like, give me success. I'll edit it down. Yeah, you yeah. Like, if you could, now knowing what you know, mm -hmm. if you could go back to a version of yourself in the past, totally your pick but what version do you go back to and what advice do you give them at that point Ooh, okay i know the exact person let's go it will be the pat of 20 summer 2019 i got hired to be the insistent composer on a disney cartoon i won't mention the name sure. but uh Basically, when you're a composer's assistant, oh. the I mean, it's different for all of them. But what, what ends up happening is the composer will like send you like, like, OK, here's this character. Here's oh. what the theme is. And they'll send oh. you like a piano thing. And then your job is to like orchestrate it out um, and like kind of like build the score. Cool. For the show. Yeah. Super cool. Uh, it's my first time doing it. And I part of my French, but I was getting my fucking ass kicked like oh, i was just not shit. doing a good job like yeah and i was like oh shit like oh fuck like i'm never gonna work in yeah. film scoring again like this was like it's my first time like i i didn't have the right template or whatever mm. i just like i had no experience like that's got to be pretty humbling too it was super humbling fuck super humbling but i would go back to that person and be like just take the l Whoa. don't like just it's fine, yeah. <laughs> you know, like you yeah. you will score something again. Don't worry. Yeah. Like I wanted very badly to to blame the people that I was working for, but it's like, it's not their fault, you know, like. Yeah. yeah. Like, like when you really take that honest reflection. Yeah. So what is, so you go back to that version of yourself yeah, and you I'm just say, like, take the L. It'll, yeah, it'll be, it'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. It's actually interesting that it was so recent in your career that you go back to that moment. Is 2019 recent with Fuck all me. the crazy things? Anymore. <laughs> yeah, like I, like I, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the other thing. I almost like look forward to like losing sometimes. I've heard I, that quite a lot because that's like when I learn stuff. Like yeah. when I get like humbled. Yeah. Um, because it's it's fun to be in that situation where like you're doing a project and everything you're doing is like super great. Everybody loves <laughs> everything. That's awesome. Yeah. But like it's it's a little bit better to be in that same project. And then every once in a while, someone's like, uh, I don't know about this one part, Like, right. you should try to make it better. Which right. is why uh, I love working with Chris. Oh. He, like, he's super positive, super fun to write with. Yeah. But he'll like kick my ass sometimes. He'll check you. It's sick. Yeah. He'll be like, and it's it's like, it's like amazing because like, you know, he's like a shredder too. Yeah. Um, yep. So he'll be like, He's like, I think you can go harder on that solo or something, or something like that. Right. I'm, like, I'm like, okay, yeah, you're right. And then like, yeah. I'll end up doing something better. Yeah. Because he had like the courage to be like honest with me or whatever. Well, that's the And curse. it's like a two-way street, you know? Totally. But that's the curse of being a creator. It's like, yeah, cool. You can literally do everything from your bedroom on your own and be good. But like, sometimes you forget how magical that feedback and feeling is when you meet somebody who, in your opinion, is like just as good, if not better than you. And they can teach you. You forget how valuable that is and learning from other people and being checked. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very self-aware thing. I think like people that are excited to be like mm -hmm. educated and not be right all the time and fail a little bit. I think there's uh, inevitable success in that path. Yeah. But it's it's an interesting lesson to learn. And in the times, it sucks. It's a hard, it's yeah. a hard lesson to learn. Like I'm sure if, you, if you've like ever talked with people that like work with me like early on in their career, like like they worked with like a different 
person really? who had not yeah. yet failed enough yeah. times to really be like mature about like certain Interesting. things. Yeah. Yeah, dude. That's, uh, I fucking love that though. It's a very self-aware, very powerful lesson to have. And I feel it too. Like my God, like I'll look back at certain things and I'll be like, came at that too hot. Shouldn't yeah. have done that. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. But there's kind of like, that's the fun of learning and yeah. growing always. Thank you so much for doing this pod. Oh, thank like, you. You know, I, I'm always down for a pod. Yeah. Like I, I, for <laughs> myself, like oh, listeners probably know I say this a lot, but I'll get a certain feeling about people and that's all I need. Like, I don't want to do the research. I'm like, you're cool. And then I nice. leave it there and I'm like, I want to hear more. I'm glad, I'm glad and, that we met and you were like, he's yep. podcast material. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, kinda, I just had that feeling. I was like, there's something here. We'll save it for the pod. There's something here. And sure enough. So for real, thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you, brother. So there you go. Pat's story. I hope you liked that one. I really loved how self-aware and humble he was in a very positive outlook. That really, really inspired and helped me personally. If you liked this episode, you're here at the end. A massive favor that you can do for myself is just sharing and spreading this podcast anywhere you see fit, social media, texting it to a friend, anything. Word of mouth is the absolute biggest way that this podcast has continued to grow. And it's something that you can do completely for free. So if you don't mind taking a second right now and sharing it, I would love that and appreciate it so, so much. Outside of that, make sure to hit Pat up if you like this episode. His Instagram is at myrownofficial. I'll link it in the description. There's also a brand new Where Are All My Friends Discord channel where we hang out and do some voice chats and kind of just talk as a community. It's pretty sick every now and then i'll have guests come on and open the floor up so you can ask more direct questions to guests that maybe you liked it's really fun i like it a lot so far i think that says it all thank you for listening i'll be back next week with another episode